everyone. Welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith, and I am so excited because I have a very, very, very special guest with me today. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, healer, badass goddess, and my amazing friend, Marina Perkle. Marina, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, sister. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I want to take the listeners back to when we met. I sat down at Capitol Grill in downtown Denver, looking fabulous. I had some great outfit on. I was with three other amazing, glamorous, gorgeous women. And one of my friends sat down and said, oh my God, there is a woman you have to meet. You guys are soul sister. You're just, and she was just like, and as soon as she started talking about you, I knew already who you were. Like in my, like my soul recognized you. And it was so funny because I got your phone number from her and I just texted you. I'm like, hey girl. <laughs> and it was so good. And then when I saw you, I was like, oh yeah, I was looking through your Instagram. I was like, oh yeah, she's not of this world. I was like, I get it. I was like, it was perfect. And I love it. And that's how it should be, right? Life should be magical like this when we're in our flow and when we're in our authentic self and in our alignment, we draw magic in this beautiful, fall in love with our sisters, right? I'm like, I'm like, I love it. <laughs> Seriously, you have been such an amazing gift and light to my life. I am so thankful that you came in and ah, and I'm so excited to 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 share you with my audience because you are such a magical woman and you have so many powerful healing modalities that I want to talk about today because there are a lot of people suffering. There are a lot of people that are hurting and they they are ready, you know, with, with summer approaching here in, in this part of the world, uh, maybe going into winter for others. You know, people are coming out of lockdown. They are ready for love. They are so ready to live, too. I think everyone's ready to live. I mean, I am. I'm like first of energy and all that we're going to be doing, which we'll talk about another time. But no, I'm so happy to be here. And yeah, there's... There are so many different modalities now that are available that weren't available for our parents, you know, for our grandparents that we have access to. And, and what I love to do is to share them and as as much as I can and also pass down the wisdom that's been that's been given to me. It's an honor, right? And so pass it down properly. And and in my practice, I work with hypnotherapy, so working directly with the subconscious mind and, and going into these old programmings. And um, I also practice shamanism, which really is ancient wisdom, ancient healing. So when we interweave those together, it's a really powerful, beautiful combination. And so, yes, there's a clinical aspect that I have, but also, you know, we need to have an understanding of why these things are happening to us when we go through major life transitions, when we go through breakups, you know, any kind of heartache to really understand that we're being rerouted, you know, really we're being rerouted, redirected and, and how we move through it is up to us. How quickly we're able to see the lesson of what's happening 
and where we're being redirected to. So, so often I kind of just visualize myself. I'm kind of floating above my beautiful angels and looking at their path. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're going to go here next. You know, this, this part sucks. You're in like a big, like ravine, you know, maybe a roadblock, but, but you're getting rerouted. And I mean, I think you and I, you know, part of why we, we, we hit it off for so many reasons, but we live our life big. You know, we live it fully. We live it big, you know, and we love and we and we we try it. It doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but we're going to keep going, right? We keep moving. So it's important to process things, feel it, but then allow yourself to see the bigger picture and, and to keep going with whatever, whatever we're going through, right? That's right. And I love how you show up in the world with this ancient wisdom and these healing powers and you are also of this world and you have you know the the clinical side of your work and it, we were just talking about this this weekend when we were hanging out our our magical time together that we really embrace life and being on this planet it's like hey we're here let's let's live it up and <laughs> and enjoy life and i love i love that you, it's short you. Yeah. And I love how you show up for your clients. Like I said, with that, the, the wisdom and then the, the earthly, the being. So let's go back to those suffering people and people who are, and, and maybe, you know, maybe we want to acknowledge the, the scope of suffering. There might be people that have you know, are dealing with some serious depression right now. You know, they're just really not feeling good about themselves. And then there's some people that have really, believe it or not, enjoyed the last year with the lockdown and they've done a lot of internal work. They've they've been able to slow down and they haven't been working like crazy. And, you know, they might be like, you know, they might be feeling not so depressed, maybe, you know, a different, uh, a little bit different vibe. But really, everybody that's listening is looking for love and wants to find the love. And one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on today is to help people remove the blockages and the things that they don't know, well, that they either know or don't know are standing in their way. Yeah, well, exactly. And and, you know, going back to this last year, you know, in the pandemic and, and people being stuck inside, you know, it's all how we view things. I kind of chose to view it as a beautiful cocoon for the collective, that we were in this cocoon and it was psychologically super challenging. You know, whatever scope of client I was working with, you know, the CEO who wasn't able to flex and drive his, you know, Lamborghini <laughs> to the office and like wear his suit, all of a sudden he ego got humbled and then he had to go within and look at these things that didn't want to look at for or just any of us the busyness went away from the collective and so we were forced to go within and and sit with ourselves and that's an interesting thing right for so many reasons but if you have a hard time sitting with yourself don't want to spend time alone by yourself you know yes there's loneliness but if you're okay with yourself, if you love yourself, if you're if you don't have all these back doors, it's a little bit easier. But some people really had a big challenge because they didn't they didn't like themselves. They didn't like what they were forced to sit with. And so it was the busiest year of my life. You know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my best to keep the collective here. But it was like the galactic shift as well. So it was like people were 
it, it was a big challenge. It was a big test for the collective, right? It really was. But if you think about doing the work, the healing work, well, our body, you know, we're this moving field of energy. We we are, right? And and what happens, and I, actually I'll kind of explain it in this process that I do. I call it the, subcon- the subconscious garden of the mind. So I view, you know, our, our mind is this beautiful garden, right? And in this garden, we have all of our dreams, all the beautiful things that happen to us, all that we've created, right? But then in the back corner, there's this little gray area of the garden of weeds, this, this area that we don't want to look at. So we stay busy. So we keep going and fill it. You know, we go from one relationship to another, to another, all these things to the busyness. So we don't, we don't look at these things, but what those are, these blockages that are, that are creating what we don't want to happen, right? They just are these subconscious things. And that's really what I work on is to look at these deepest parts. The subconscious mind is the truest part of ourselves. So that's part of why working with me in hypnotherapy or with any potent hypnotherapist is, is beautiful because we're really getting to the true essence here. We're getting to the root of it. I could trace the energy line, you know, okay, so relationship issues, you know, whatever it is, seeing this, but then able to trace it back to when it started, if this is a pattern, right? And this is something I think, you know, that you you coach a lot of people too, is you see that sometimes the common denominator is us, right? The common denominator is us. We are the person who is showing up as this character. And then this boyfriend or girlfriend is just another they're added into our story, but it's like the same role. It's almost like you're on this TV set and you've got a new actress coming in and another girlfriend, right? right. So then we have to lovingly look at that and go, okay, well, what's going on here? You know, where did this start? Did it, did it start when you were a child and you, you know, lost your voice? You know, what, what is this? You know, are, are you looking to your dad, you know, to be like him? Is that where you learned how to love? This is, you know, all these things, as you know. So, so it's beautiful. And once we get there and we unwind it together lovingly, we can stop those patterns. And that's also when it comes into where I look at, um, you know, energy circles. If you think about your body and moving field of energy, if we have energy leaks, right? So energy leaks. So, you know, I'm working with the client and asking them, you know, when we're doing this assessment, the scan of to see if their energy leaks. You know, when you go to sleep at night and you close your eyes, what's there? You know, are there resentments? Are there anger? Is there ruminating thoughts over and over again about one person? And if there is, that's an energy leak. You know, we can look at it all. And often it's forgiveness. Uh, I teach a lot of people. It's a very funny thing because we'll be adults moving around in this world. But it's really funny how many people don't know how to forgive you know, really properly learn if they want to forgive and close that circle and how to apologize. I don't know about you, but the worst thing for me and this guy that I've been dating, he's a lovely being, you know, but we've had these moments of growth together where something hurt me and I needed an authentic apology, you know? Well, it can't be authentic if you are, you know, going to this place of, yes, I did this, but you've overreacted, you know, but this, right? Yes. So. There's, there's so many things that cause, you know, energy leaks in these circles. So all of it we look at, you know, it's a, it's a lot. So working on mind, body, spirit. And I know that was like a lot of information. I just go into my vortex. But I love your vortex. And I love that healing work and when we have to do the work, it's not always very sexy. It can be 
hard and ugly and scary. I mean, some people have very traumatic things that have happened to them. And for a practitioner or a healer to say, we're going to dive into these. A lot of times there's like a, um, excuse me, hell no. I already lived through that. And what I have found over the years of, of working with people is that part of how they, they deal with it is by putting it in a little box, putting it on the shelf and it's compartmentalized and it's out of sight, out of mind. Therefore they think they are healed. And so to say, Hey, we really need to heal this before you find love, before your partner gets called in. And then people are like, you got to be freaking kidding me that I lived through this ridiculous trauma as a child. And now you want me to like go and talk about this again? You got to be freaking kidding me. True story. Years ago, I had done a lot of healing work and I'm like, I was just feeling so good. I, I was just living my best life. And I was seeing this guy and he was big into personal development as well. And he set me down. He's like, Jessica, you're amazing. And you have daddy issues. You have abandonment issues. And I'm like, screw you. No, I don't. I am healed. And he's like, honey, you, you think you are healed, but you're not. And he lovingly called me out and he's like, it's this, it's this, it's this. And like at the time, I was even a hell of a catch back then, even in my in my state. But the reason why I share that is because it was a blind spot for me. Yeah. I didn't see it. And it wasn't until he literally took me like <laughs> screaming and crying into this body of work. And then my eyes were open and I'm like, oh my God, this has been playing in the background of my being. And that's why I've had screwed up relationships. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's like this character, right? It's going to, we repeat what we don't repair. So if we have these, these deep things, and I was just thinking, actually, when you said like these boxes, I was just thinking that's a great way to see the, the boxes or blockages, right? Those, those boxes being blockages. I'm like, can we like, can we like claim that actually? <laughs> Hopefully you're all taking notes. <laughs> no, but but it is, right? And and I think that's also when we look at, you know, a divine love, you know, a, a beautiful love where we do hold each other accountable, like, you know, to grow together. That's the goal, right? Yeah. And so, but sometimes we're not ready. Sometimes ready to hear it, you know, and, and, and if it's a, it's a wound, if we're pressing in a wound, you know, it depends on how, how it is. And, and maybe we weren't ready then, but it is an interesting thing when we can do that. And then we, and our ego comes in to protect us, right? That's just what the job of our ego is. And the ego's like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. And like, we run away from it, but then our heart, you know, our heart is like, oh, when, when we kind of drop back into our heart, you know, and out of our head, out of that protection, and we're like, yeah, that did hurt me when my dad did this, or you know that there is something there. There is some healing work, and and I, I for me, that's when I'm in a relationship, romantic relationship. I'm like, we have to be growing together. We have to be holding each other accountable, right? Yeah, and I love who you are and your practice because you deal with very sensitive. You you deal with people's trauma with their fears, with their anxiety, with their hearts, with their souls. 
And the way that you do it is so loving and soft and powerful that you can have powerful transformations and it doesn't have to be, you know, beat you over the head. It doesn't have to be this painful process. You are so magical like that. And you're so needed in this world, honey. <laughs> thank you. And and so are you. And, and I think that, and just thank you for saying that. I just want to honor you because you are, I just think so much about you too. So I always just like, I'm like, I'm just reflecting it back. I am right now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's an honor. Every person that I work with, it's an honor who trusts me with their soul, with their story. You know, it really is. And so for me, I'm, I'm a container to hold that pain. You know, I, I can hold the pain and, and hold it, you know, and, and people often say to me that, you know, the first, you know, couple sessions or something, it's almost, there's just so much built up. There's so much pressure, energy needing to be released, but it's just like, they're saying, I'm so sorry. I haven't cried like this in, in, you know, forever. And I'm like, no, please let it out. Because if we don't let these tears out, they become all sorts of things in the body. The mind-body connection will be a whole nother thing that we'll go into, but, you know, we do need a safe container. And so what I try to do is kind of lovingly hold my client's hands through the process and in it, but it takes a trust, you know, it takes so much trust. And, and if we have that rapport together, then we can do beautiful work together. People often like, will call me like Shama Mamarina, you know, like, like I'm a mama, you know, I'm like, I think in a past life, I'm we have probably like 80 kids because I, everybody I, I take on, I deeply love. And I could, I feel like I, people all over the world I'm working with, I'm just like, oh yes, they're reaching their goals. They've got their dreams. And I'm just like a proud mom over here. I'm like 34, but I feel like 80. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that is so um, beautiful. And, you know, knowing how powerfully and softly you work, I, I think that is very alluring to people because really, even though people might know that they're struggling in their relationships and their love life, and they, they know something isn't right. A lot of people will come to work with me and they're like, I want to find love. I like, I've been doing X, Y, and Z. I don't, I, I don't know what's the problem, you know, cause they've already explored is as much as they can. And, you know, having someone like you that has this, this magical way of working is so beautiful. And so I really beckon those listeners who, who just feel, know that there is something that is, is keeping you from finding that person, from finding that relationship. And when it is daunting and scary, because for some people, you know, we, everybody that's listening right now, you all know someone who has been through something horrific. You that are listening, you've been through something horrific. And again, going back to that fear of wanting to revisit this stuff, just know that when you are ready to look at this, you will be able to handle it. You will be able to go in you know, with Marina and, and, and walk through it and handle it. And you're going to come out the other side. You're going to come out the other side healed. Free, finally free. And I, I have a, I like to say you're as free as you wish to be, but, and it, and it is, you know, and I want to touch a little bit on like these traumas, you know, and uh, 
you know, a lot, a lot of intense abuse and, and a lot of things. I, I work with everything. But when we were going and looking at these things, so so these these places that we need to go backwards and heal, I do it in a detached regression. And so I wanted to kind of explain that too, because I, I'm very cautious to not re-traumatize people. And there's a way in hypnosis that we do this in a detached way, that actually where we can heal it at that point and, and, and lovingly look at it together. And, you know, healing is, it's, it, so first of all, this isn't going to make it so this thing didn't happen. Like this, this happened to you. We're going to acknowledge it. We're going to look at it. But, but once we can find peace with it, what it does is it takes the energy away from it. It takes the power away from it because the thing that, yeah, the human experience can just be hard. I say humaning is hard, you know, humaning is hard. Earth school of ours. <laughs> yeah. But it, but if we hold on to these things, it, it becomes harder, right? So we can't help what has happened to us in the past, but we can help how we bring it into the future mm. by taking the energy away from it, from shifting the energy away from it, the power away from it, whether it was abuse, you know, whether, you know, whatever that it was, whether it was cheating, whether you're cheated on, you know, these things, we untangle it together, have an understanding and go, you know, um, the most traumatic things is, you know, these are life defining moments. So let's look at like a major defining moment in your life, right? Well, I, I was working with someone who went through a very extreme trauma and, you know, it was, you know, he said that was a major defining moment in my life, but I'm not going to let it define me. I'm not going to let it define me. And it's an interesting thing to think about if we really start to kind of question this. You think about people who've been through horrific things, shootings, you know, um, I'm not, you know, all of it, right? Mm -hmm. But how, if it does define you, how do we want it to define us, I think is a great question for us to look at, right? So let's talk about love. So say that we're in a marriage and you're cheated on, right? Say, say that we, you know, went through, we were cheated on. Well, that's a major defining moment in our life, right? If we think, then we go through the divorce, you know, divorce and everything, if we think about this being our person forever. So how are we going to let that define us? Are we going to, and okay, you have every right to stay in a victim mentality forever if you want to. Sure. If that's how you want it to define you, but how is that going to affect your whole future? And are you going to let this person who hurt you have power over your whole future and block you and harden your heart so that you can't actually find love. And that's a lot of like, you know, what I look at. So we have to work through forgiveness a lot. And this is something where, why should I forgive this person? They're a shithead. You know, they cheated on me. These things, it's mostly for you to release that energy, closing that energy circle and understanding this isn't your person. Okay. Yeah. I know this hurts deeply, but if you hold on for it for too long, all this anger, it festers and, and you're never going to actually draw in your person, you know, whatever you want to believe in soulmates, twin flames, who's waiting for you. And I went through a breakup recently that was shitty. Like it was shitty. I was living with this guy and I was, I thought that it was my person. I did, but it didn't work out. He ended up hurting me. And I was like, well, how did this happen to me? I gave so much. And you know, the whole, the whole process that we go through, but then you know, a month later, I ended up understanding that someone that I already knew, I think is probably my husband. And so what this person did was do me a favor by screwing me over. <laughs> and now I'm with the 
man who I think is, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think he's my human. I really do think he's my human. And, and we're already helping each other grow. And it's all the things that I wanted in this last relationship, but, but it just couldn't be because it wasn't correct. Do you know what I mean? And so it's all how we look at things. And, and but I'm going to say in that, that I did deeply love him, you know, and in, in the way that I loved him. So I allow myself to grieve it. And this is another thing is grieving something, allowing yourself to deeply feel it, process it. You know, I give myself time limit. Let's give myself, I'm, okay, I'm going to give myself like two weeks because it was this long to like grieve it. Really? I'll listen to all the sad music. I'll eat a bunch of like shit food, ice cream, whatever. But then after that, I'm getting back into life. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and so we have, we have to process and feel if you don't fully feel things, allow yourself to feel it. You're not going to be able to heal it, you know, by trying for, if I tried to minimize the pain of that heartbreak and in the levels there, that wasn't going to do anything for me. But I really believe that because I dropped into it and felt it and processed it and cleared it from my field that I was able to draw in someone who was more in alignment with me, if that makes sense. That's a bumper sticker. Got to, got to feel the heel. Yeah. I think someone probably has that, but we can yeah. make some t-shirts, I'm sure. I think so. You touched on so many things that are so powerful. Something that's come up for me the last 24 hours has been how, again, I'm going to use you and I as an example. We show up in the world that we, we love love. Yeah. I know my tattoo, be love. But yes. And so when, when one shows up with so much heart and love, enthusiasm, and when you're out dating and you are looking for your person, I love that you said it. I I was just being interviewed on our mutual friend, Amy Edwards, um, on her show today. And I was talking about it. I had, um, um, another good friend of mine who is in the, the dating space and I love that each one of us has touched on relationships that didn't work. And there's a stigma in our world that when a relationship doesn't work out, when it ends, there's something wrong with us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that there are teachers. We're mirrors, right? Like you and I are in this amazing, like symbiotic friendship and, and all, you know, and so, but we mirror each other, right? Even when we're, when we're like looking at what we're creating, we're like, oh, cool. Like, this is, this is what I like to do. This is what I like to do. We're mirrors, right? And it's a beautiful energy flow, right? But, and that's a, that's a healthy relationship. And, and also it's like, there's so many levels of this, right? But like, if, if someone's done the work, how that's going to be this flow and in, in this magical kind of energy, but also the things that don't work there are teachers. We're, we're all our own teeth. We're teaching each other. Relationships are mirrors. We're mirrors to each other. And we're like beautiful, sparkly mirrors, right? But sometimes people are our mirrors, you know, for wounds that aren't healed. And sometimes we're dating our wounds. And I think I, I was doing that for many years. And then this last one, I'm like, I'm tired of my shit here. Like I'm tired as much as I can coach her. And I was like, what's my part in this? Oh, I get it now, you know, and then I consciously called in the human I'm with now. Um, but yeah, so it's an interesting, you know, when you go through the healing process too, is any like enemy, you know, is our teacher. Anybody who trespasses us, anybody who hurts us is actually our teacher. So a, a failed relationship is actually just a lesson. And I think it's 
I think it's up to us how long we stay in the classroom. Like, I'm like, okay, I graduated this, like, get me out of here. Where's my cap and gown? But if we keep going back into that lesson, you know, what haven't we learned? What is it that's going on here? What are we repeating that we haven't repaired? Yep. You know, what is it? Are we being in alignment as well with what we actually want? So I, I'm sure that you do this in your, you know, coaching for people to find love is, is uh, being very clear. You and I were talking about this being very clear what you want in all aspects of your life, all the parts. So if you're out dating and have this magical connection with someone and, and great sex, but then the other things, they're not on the list of things that are very important to us. And we start to negotiate with ourselves, mm. right? Well. That, I mean, I used to do that too. And then finally, after this one, I'm like, no more. I don't have any more energy for this. Next person I'm dating is going to be my human and that's it, you know? Yep. But but it's all a lesson. They're all really are our teachers, right? So is there a failed relationship? It's, it's part of our evolution. It's part of our human experience, you know? But it's how we move through the lesson. It's how gracefully sometimes do we exit the lesson, right? And let go. That's right. Oh gosh, I feel like, you were speaking for the both of us. If I was on, you know, your ends, I would be saying the same thing, which just delights me because I adore you. And yes, you are so right that, you know, these, these failed relationships or these relationships that didn't work out, they actually really did because you're not supposed to be with that person anymore. So thank goodness it's, it's done. Right. And then, you know, I've been talking about this for years same thing that you just said, it's, it's for a reason that person brought us a gift. And sometimes those, the, those gifts and those lessons are, are difficult. You know, we're dealing with narcissists or, you know, people that are non-committal or, you know, don't have the same values that we have, whatever it is, or it can be beautiful things that, I mean, I have, I bet you have too, because, you know, we're cut from the same cloth that I've been with some really incredible men that I didn't want to marry. I didn't want to be with forever. But when I was with them, I'm like, oh my God, I love that he does this. And I mean, I have a whole slew of things that were so magical and so beautiful that I got to experience with these men that not only have added just joy and excitement and life to my life, you know, it's it's also put that, that list of, clarity together for me that when I'm looking for my person, I'm like, oh, I remember this guy that I dated four years ago. He told me I will never touch a door handle or pick up a check. So there's things like that, that it doesn't always have to be this, you know, he's an asshole. She's a hoe. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. It can be a, wow, I really got some beautiful things from that other person. I wrote something about this and I think you'll really appreciate it again because we live life pretty similarly. <laughs> when dating, is this a poem or a novel? Is this person a poem or a love novel, right? So here's the deal. You know, I've had some really gorgeous poems in my life, right? So some escapades with gorgeous, sexy men and who, you know, ooh, I love my story here. I love the role I'm playing of being flown internationally and love, you know, whatever story I'm in. But it's a poem. It's a moment, right? A beautiful, like intense poem. But if I were to try to turn him into a novel, it would just get boring. I love that so much. Are they a poem or a novel? 
Oh, I love that. And what if we looked at it in that way? Because isn't that so much more beautiful? Isn't that so much more beautiful than, you know, it, it being a failure or whatever? It's like, oh, no, he was he was just a beautiful poem that I tried to turn into a novel. And then the pen went dry, you know, because it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And, and, and that's like, you know, I think about that. And now that I've come through my healing, I look at this, the last person I dated, I'm like, he was the most beautiful poem, but he wasn't supposed to be a novel. You know, um, we were there for a chapter. It was, you know, of each other's lives. And then it was, there wasn't any more growth to be had there together. And we wanted much different things. Was I being intentional when I started dating him? Was I really in alignment myself when I started dating him? No, I actually wasn't. I wasn't getting the things I wanted. And so trying to force someone to be who I wanted when that wasn't them, that's not fair either, right? So it's all all the lesson. And then like, okay, yeah, it was a beautiful poem, but we don't get to this place until we've done the healing, right? You know, a few months ago, I would be probably like, oh, what do I do? What do I do to fix it? You know, all, you know, but now I'm good. I'm like, ah, I get it, right? And so how we process it, we can look at things in an, in an angry way. And by the way, like I would, you know, we do that temporarily. That's great. But if we hold on to that anger, well, that's another huge energy leak, you know, and finding this piece, closing the energy circle. So after time, you know, you know, I love to have any guy that I've dated time to connect and and just say like, hey, like I really close it out, really close it out in a beautiful way. I, I try to wrap things up in a beautiful bow as much as I can, like beautiful goodbyes. Mm-hmm. You know, why does everything have to be so angry? Why does everything have to be so painful? It doesn't mean you're not justified when someone's hurt you, but move through that. Don't hold on to that forever. You know, yep. really don't stay stuck in it. I I agree with you. I think it's so healthy for us to really when you get to the end of a relationship and if it's a, a poem or often I refer to them as seasonal relationships that they will, you know, come in. One one seasonal relationship I had in the last year was right after my father passed away. Six weeks later, I just I I just kind of like I fell into a relationship. And people were like, what are you doing? Like my friends are like, really? And I'm like, listen, like I need he might not like that I'm saying this, but I needed a soft, warm, cozy blanket. I needed a season of comfort. You know, my heart had been shattered and I just needed someone. And he also provided training ground for me because I was going from this playboy bachelorette into taking on a wifey role. I wanted to have a relationship. So that was the seasonal part of it. And, And something that, we don't always know when we are writing a poem that it's a poem or if we're in we rarely do (laughs) we don't know that we're in the season when it's a season normally you know and so hindsight um, 2020 right seriously, (laughs) seriously so it's but also knowing even going in something that I say all the time is I will walk into relationships saying and I, I preface this with my family too and my friends. I'm like, okay, I've, I've met a guy. I'm seeing a guy. This is the rundown on him. I don't know if he's going to be in my life for five minutes or 50 years. So we're just going to see how this goes. I'm going to put, you know, all my goodness into it, but we shall see. And, and I think that helps to let people, it gives people permission to 
be in with someone. And then you don't really have regrets, do you? Because you know that you fully tried it, right? You fully gave it your all, right? I, I think so. You don't really live with much regret in that, you know? You're not, you're like, whatever it is, I'm going to fully put myself into it and experience this person and see where it goes. And I think that's beautiful, right? Yeah. Showing up with not a lot of back doors there, right? Like here I am, I'm going to be here for it. I'm going to fall in love. If it works, it's going to work. And if it doesn't, but, you know, and that's, uh, that is, I just think that's so beautiful. I just want to say too, it's because if we're not careful, the world can harden our hearts, right? The, the world is, can be cruel. I've been through a lot of shit in my life. You know, I've been through a lot of loss, death and, and traumas in my life. But if, if, I, if I choose to show up with, with all those things and stay, you know, I was like, I have, a, you know, we have every right to stay in, in the victim mentality and, and everything. But what, how is that serving you? And I think it's just like closing those things out, being present, being fully there with whoever it is, whatever a poem or a love novel. But you're at your place where you can do that because you're so authentically you too, right? Mm-hmm. And and the and the guy you were dating too, you know, yeah, the season of it. But it, was he able to see you really big once you've done your healing, once you've processed the loss you went through? Was he able to be on your journey when you were big? And that's where it looks at like a, a season. He was, you know, a warm, cozy, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yep. But was it was it your match was it your energetic match someone who can sparkle with you in the room or you know yep yes and going back to what you were saying about closing things up you know when you have that mentality of like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in and see I want to get to know this person I want them to get to know me I want to you know let love exist and da 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 and all of this and and when it does end the poem ends the ink dries up, the season is over. Then going back to what you were saying earlier, that you can you can then stop and say, okay, this didn't end exactly like we would have liked it to, yet here we are, and finding a way to have a healthy sign-off, a healthy goodbye, and say, you know, I, I didn't tell this one guy in particular that thank you for being my warm, fuzzy blanket. But I did tell him, I really appreciate the the comfort that you gave me when I was in deep mourning. And I appreciate our time together. And you showed me that I do want to be a wife, that I do want to be in a relationship. And you also put up with some of my shit too. Like, cause I freaked out on him one time and he had to sit there and he's like, I don't know what to do with this. It was a trauma response and he stuck with me through it and we worked through it and we had a healing. So to be able to give respect, appreciation, acknowledgement to the relationship and then say, okay, thank you, goodbye, walk away. And then you and I are both big advocates on cord cutting. Yes, I do cord cutting all the time with clients. And that's something where it's like, and by the way, I want to say touching on you talking about like narcissism. Well, narcissistic abuse is a whole other realm where a lot of these things are a little different too, right? And and I'm cord cutting is typically my first session when I'm working with a narcissist, like abusive person, right? Um, and and cord cutting is where we energetically just disconnect ourselves from that person. And relationship, it's this beautiful energy flow back and forth. I like to visualize a, like a sparkly, you know, energy moving back and forth. But in an unhealthy relationship, it's kind of a dark, sludgy 
energy pulling from us or or blocking. But but cord cutting, it can sound like a, a scary thing, you know, to some people too who don't really know, but really it's it's us energetically disconnecting. And really in that, when I do cord cutting, I do a, a beautiful process in hypnosis of of visualizing and forgiveness there and letting them go. It's a process alter of forgiveness that I do in my cord cutting ceremonies as well, which which where we can really visualize that person on on an altar. And hypnosis is all about visualization, right? Which is why it works because we're all visual beings, you know? So we can visualize that person, uh, you know, on an altar that we create, this place, a sacred space. But in this, in this light surrounding them, and you can see their places of pain. So you can illuminate them and see their places of pain. And, and you can see, and, and if you've known someone for a while, they've dated, okay, I can see this little childhood part of them, that's pain, you know, because hurt people hurt people, right? So someone is hurting themselves, they're going to hurt us. And, and that's just it. So in this process, we, we do a visualization and we let them go. You know, we, we let them, loving them, release them. And then we disconnect the cords, put it back into ourselves, reclaim our magic, get all of our pieces back, you know, from the ethers. And I say lovingly, you know, for people, because often, you know, if, especially if it's an unhealthy relationship, people will have pieces of us, you know, energetically. I lovingly collect back all my pieces. I lovingly collect back all my pieces, you know, and I know that, I know that you are getting all this because we do some similar work, but it's, we have to close it out. And, and that's what something I want to say too, is if this is a situation where we want to find peace, forgiveness. If this is someone who's abusive, if someone's a shit, really a shit human, I'm not telling you to go have coffee with them and, and be like, hey, like, it's good. Like, do a hope ono prayer. And like, I love you, please forgive me. No, okay, but like, we can do things in the energetic realms where we lovingly release and, and find peace too. Because yeah. I just want to touch to that too. Right. Because, because that's one other realm that I'm like, no, sometimes it's no contact. <laughs> No contact is the way that you have to go. And in the movie and in the book, because it comes from a book, Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert, she, do do you remember the scene where she was in India at the ashram and she was upset about her ex-husband? She didn't have closure. And her friend said, go up on that roof and make peace. And don't, don't, don't come down until you've made peace with this situation. And what she did is she took herself through her own visualization of seeing her ex-husband for, for really the, the man he was in the marriage and really the, the spirit that he was. And in the scene, she danced with him and thanked him and was like, and she, she was like, thank you. You go on your way with your energy and I'll take mine and I'll go on. And they just had this beautiful, you know, closure without him being present because there are some situations, you know, that you, you touched on that they're not healthy. You, you don't want to go back in their energy fields. You do not want to be in their presence. So, you know, you, you can do this, you know, with, with Marina, you can do this as a visualization that doesn't require, you could have, probably a more powerful closing ceremony or closure really by doing this visualization. I think it's, it's much more powerful. And I'd recommend, even if you have a good breakup, a good healthy breakup, because those do happen. I've had a many of them. You have a healthy breakup and you do a cord cutting. Yes, totally. I'm, I'm a big, 
I'm a big advocate for doing it, really, because it's just, we just want to be clear, clear, clear everything so that we're showing up without these attachments at all so that we can be fully present, whether it's a poem or a novel, right? We're, 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 we don't have to move with regrets if we know that we've shown up with no back doors, right? Because, you know, even for me, like if I'm, I go through a breakup, well, I'm not someone who wants that person on my social media. I don't want my exes on my social media. That's just for me. You know, it's even if it is loving, I just want to energetically close things out. You know, I'm not really wanting them so much in my field. Like there can be love, but if I'm dating someone else too, and if I'm still like connected to them and, and having them in my reality, well, first of all, is it like really honoring the person I'm with and giving it everything if my energy split too? And, and it can also be kind of like a little bit of a safety net. I, I call them orbiters, right? You know, the, the people who are kind of floating around us, right? Just in case things don't work out, we know we've got, you know, but are we being intentional and in, in giving and really giving something a shot if we've got like just in cases floating around us too, right? Yep. Yeah. And to touch on when we have these energetic cords attached with people like our exes or with someone, even somebody that we are currently in relationships with, that when they're, it's not healthy, when it's not a healthy connection, not a healthy relationship, the, the way to tell that you have this cord connected is you feel drained. You feel, uh, you feel anxious. You feel obsessive. I know, like I've been guilty of that. Like I, I can easily get infatuated when something is not healthy. So you can feel it. You know, it's, it's a esoteric thing that you might not be able to see the cords necessarily, but you sure as hell can feel it. You feel it. You feel it deeply. And for me, it's like, I lose inspiration. You know, when I'm in something like creatively, you know, I'm like, I love to write poetry and, you know, I, you know, or paint or whatever I'm doing. And if I'm not, it's funny because even friends who know me now will be like, you know, you stopped writing. You haven't been writing lately. How's it going? You know, they can kind of call me out on it. And I'm like, oh, I was getting drained. And, and sometimes it's like, even like I had this one boyfriend who was so sweet, so kind, but I was so drained from him. He loved me, the sun and the moon, the stars, you know, he wouldn't have done anything to hurt me ever, but it was, he was still pulling from me energetically. And that's where it's like finding our energetic match, right? It was like, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And the going through the cord cutting, you know, from my experience and what I've seen with my clients, you can instantly feel better. Instantly you feel freedom, relief, lightness. And a lot of times, like going back to that in how I will get infatuated that I've gotten infatuated. It's funny. Cause I'll go from like, Oh, I can't stop thinking about him. Oh, I wonder what he's doing now. How's he doing? So I do a cord cutting and I'm like, what was his name? No, it's real. It is real. And then we do it with love and let them go. Right. And this is the other thing, but then also sometimes in the cord cutting, you'll feel a little bit of loneliness. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes all of a sudden you'll feel a little bit of like a loneliness, a bit of like, and there's a difference there. Right. And also often that person will feel it and reach out, you know, but I don't know if you've had this happen, but that person will reach out and be like, and so I always say, just so you know, you know, and it's an agreement that we do together. You know, it's like, this is going to happen. This is, you know, what the after effects, you know, they, they'll, they'll probably feel it and want to reach out to you because all of a sudden they can't, you know, connect, right? It's, it is, it's so powerful. It's 
I'm I'm a big I'm a big advocate for it. And then we then we close that out. But the universe loves a vacuum. So even if you do feel once you've disconnected from this person, you don't have another romantic partner around you or whatever. Well, allow yourself to sit. And I think this is another thing to allow yourself to sit and loneliness for a little bit and discomfort a little bit, right? That's where the growth happens too. But when I was younger, I used to just really bounce from relationship to relationship where I would like, I I would go like two weeks and the next thing you know, I'm in a relationship. Now this last one, it was like a month. So I'm doing a lot better. But I, but we also work on like warp speed, right? So we also, we also move quickly, but, but allowing ourselves to, to feel it, whatever our process is there too. Once we do the cord cutting, I think I, for me, I feel it on a different level too, where afterwards, yes, it's this release, but also that may be a different level of grieving it when it's actually gone. Yep. Yeah. Actually. And for some people it's going to, you know, they could do a cord cutting, feel that loneliness and, no, for you feeling that loneliness, you know, that is definitely a thing and how you're saying people will show back up after we've done a cord cutting. And I will have my clients that will, we'll talk about this and then I'll hear from them after we do a cord cutting and they're like, oh my God, they text me. And I'm like, yeah. of course they did because they're used to your energy being in their, their field and their realm. And you just took that energy gone and they're like, whoa, what, what where'd they go? Where, where? And so then they feel that loneliness and they reach out. So I love that you bring that up, that that can happen. And then you have a plan for that. You have a, a, a clear, you know, earthly plan that says, you know, no contact or delete them, block them or tell them, you know, please don't reach out anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, Hey, I'm going to need space. I'm going to need like, I'm going to need like a month and then we can have a conversation, whatever feels good, you know, however, depending on that level. And, you know, this is, I'm just so excited about this conversation for so many levels. I was like, we're just going in so many cool places, but, and this is really what we want to create, you know, is, is the, the modern goddess is how to move through life these ways from our learning experiences. Right. I love that you bring that up because I was thinking about that a few moments ago when I was Got like, <laughs> We take these, we take these powerful spiritual practices and we bring them into our modern life. And, and, and again, going back to who you are and how you work and how I work. And so, yeah, let's, let's go public with our relationship, shall we? Oh oh my God. Okay. Okay. Is my hair big enough? I was like, I'm like, I feel like I need like a, uh, like a, engaged photo, you know, like our, we need an engagement party or something. <laughs> let's give, but I mean, we're both extras. Hell, let's probably do it. <laughs> right. Like, so I'm really excited. We are really excited to share with all of you that we have expanded our offerings to the world. Marina and I have teamed up. We are now the co-founders of the modern goddess. And this is bringing ancient divine feminine knowledge, teachings, practices into the modern world. Yes, let's laugh about it. I'm like, where's my champagne? I'm like, right? The magic is inside you. (laughs) Well, and you know, throughout all this, you know, when we have our sisters, right? When we have our sisters throughout all of our experiences, 
it's so much easier, right? It, it is. And that's the thing that I've learned. Like, yes, I have my, my, my boyfriend and I love that, but my sisters, I put on the same importance level. Now I didn't used to do that. And also what is a sister and how do we show up as a sister for, for our, for our other sisters, sisters, sisters. Right. And I think that it's just empowering each other and, and helping each other move through life, move through this human experience and how to be, how to be a goddess in this modern world. I'm just so excited about it. I'm more, I'm like more than excited about it. It's just, yeah, we've, we've birthed something beautiful here. <laughs> we have, we have. So we are going to be offering workshops, events for our fellow goddess, for women to come in. And we will be talking about really how to show up as a modern goddess. And, you know, because our world, it is so fun. And it's exciting, you know, to enjoy all the material things that we have. And, you know, if it's, if it's possessions, if it's experiences, if it's, you know, traveling and eating and beauty, you know, to, to be able to, you know, put on gorgeous eyelashes and do our hair that we're also, while we're doing all this earthly stuff that we embody the magic that each one of us as a woman has. And everyone's a goddess. everyone's a goddess we just need to invoke it we need to bring it out and bring it out right yes because every woman is a goddess and so we will be here to help you tap into that and and unleash your inner goddess and then and then what does that look like how how does a modern goddess show up to her life because it's one thing to be very esoteric and spiritual. And, you know, we, a lot of times we're like, oh, it's, we know how to do yoga. You know, we can do yoga poses. We, you know, we can get a crystal and sit with it. We can sit in meditation. And, you know, those are actions that we know how to do. And how do we take that to the next level? How do we take these spiritual practices, this ancient wisdom and put it into our daily lives and in in our our essence every day emulate that and be that and embody it and be just so authentically ourselves that anything that's not meant to be with us falls away yeah and to be so happy and confident they understand that too right that it's let it let it fall away let what's supposed to come in alignment come to you but but just living so fully in your truth you know, able to, you know, having our fully, our voice, speaking what we need to speak, speaking our truth, speaking our boundaries right away, all these things, right? Just being fully in our power, fully in our truth is what it is because our words are our spells. What we're saying every day, we're creating our reality, you know, speaking, learning to speak from our heart, learning to have a relationship with our ego. I mean, we have, when we did our, by the way, I just think everyone needs to see like our video of us having our meeting because we would like drop in and brainstorm and like do this like serious stuff. And then like, we'd come like, you know, R. Kelly or something. And so, you know, we're like dancing and twerking, you know, but we can be all of it. And I think that's a, something too, is you can be all of these things, you know, fully being yourself, you know? Just living fully. And whatever that looks like, you said authentic. And if that's being, like, you can be an amazing mother and fuck the shit out of somebody and have like this most like mind-blowing sex that you're just like, 
I hope somebody got that on camera because that was spectacular. And I'm going to want to watch that again and get off on it later. Okay. You know, it can be those different dynamics, you know, as a, as a modern goddess, we don't have to choose to be, you know, we can be these amazing yogis that maybe you are a vegan and you're very conscientious about what you eat. And you also can turn around and say, I'm sorry, what, what did you just say to me? I, that was quite rude. And I, I'm not going to tolerate being treated like that. No, there's, it's, it's, we don't have to pick and choose what we're going to be and what identity we have as a goddess. We can be a multitude of things all at the same time. Just embody all of it, whatever you're feeling, let it flow, let it flow. So I'm super excited about it. We're actually looking at our first location this week. So yeah, magic is flowing. Magic is flowing and um, yeah, we're going to have dates up soon. We're going to have events that you can attend very soon. So I'm so excited and it'll be all over my social medias when, when everything is ready to go. And I am so excited for you guys to join Marina and I, cause it's going to be so powerful. I mean, if you are ready to, if you're ready to level up and stand up and like start living your best goddess life, like come join us, ladies. This is, this is the call. This is the call. Are you picking up? <laughs> <laughs> and also I want to say that, you know, and we, we have a whole glow of, of ideas that we're doing and putting together, but what you all need, what you all want, sisters, like feel free and write, you know, something that you're really needing to work on because it's, we want to serve the collective, you know, the best we can. That's right. Yes. Come to us. Let us know if that's finding your voice, if it's softening into the feminine, if it's embodying your sexual essence, whatever it is. Yeah. Let us know. We, we are here to serve ladies and we are so excited because we are, you know, when we, when we heal ourselves, not only can we live an amazing, enchanted, magical, just a good, just a good ass life, just have a good life that also raises the, the collective and every, every little bit of work that you put into yourself, you are also healing and raising the vibration of the divine collective, the divine feminine collective. And get a clap on that. Right? Yes. yes. And so show up and for yourself and show up for your fellow woman too. And it's beautiful. Like when I'll start working with one client, it trickles in their whole family line. They'll see them doing their work and then it, it, it then they either want to, you know, they'll start working with them. So I work with families a lot, you know. Or it just starts shifting things in their paradigm. All of a sudden, they're being respected in a different way. Or all of a sudden, you know, these things, it starts to shift things. And that's something also is that we right now are breaking some really intense generational patterns as women, especially. You know, men are too. I'm going to, you know, give accolades there. But, but right now, and I think this is really our sisters where we really rise together. And we empower the hell out of each other. And we look after each other. And we understand this, you know, this not competing with one another, this being sisters, what that means, right? Mm, I am ready to go. I am ready to go with our first event. Oh my goodness. I can't wait. And if, if this is speaking to your soul, if this is speaking to your heart, if you feel this calling, please answer it. 
your soul is yearning and that means your soul is ready and it's time for you to show up for you it's it's time for you to show up for you and it's and the world needs you the world needs you we all need each other we need you to come be part of this group and and make magic happen yeah and there's no one in the world like you that's something i want to say too there's no one in the world like you everybody there's this actually this really beautiful beautiful story it's it's called indra's web and it's a it's kind of a, a buddhist kind of parable but i love this and and hypnosis all often do this journey for people where where basically this kind of shows the interconnectedness between us all. So we look up in, in the sky and we see all these beautiful bright stars. Well, visualize yourself being the brightest star there right in the center. But then all the other outlined stars being all the people that you love. And this little thread, this little net, this little light net that interconnects us all together. And then how bright your light is. That's how much those stars back, right? And this, I love this for so many reasons. It's just like the more that you shine, the more that you allow yourself to be big and shine, do your healing work, all this, the more that everybody else in your beautiful net shines and lights up, right? And isn't that just the most beautiful way to think about it? Because self-care, it's not selfish. You're actually, you're helping everybody who loves you when, when, we, when we do our own work. It, whatever that looks like to you. But I also love, because we were all so separated during COVID, the thought of us doing it together is so beautiful too. The thought of us collectively to, you know, doing this as, uh, so I'm getting chills. I'm just so excited. I know, I but, am too. And to, to have, to go back to that sisterhood too, to have like-minded women come together and to champion each other to celebrate each other to witness each other to learn from each other to lift each other up you know it's it's there i mean, the the work that you and i have been doing in the world um we've seen some really miraculous and i don't use that word lightly miraculous healings and occurrings from women coming together i just got the chills i'm like Woo. so i'm getting them too we're zapping back and forth i'm like <laughs> No, exactly. I'm so, so much beauty and yeah, just let your, your star just be bright as hell today. That's what, that's what I'll say. Just be bright, be big, shine bright, let your authentic self just shine today. And, and we see you. We see you. Oh my goodness, honey. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I love you and you are so magical. Your information is in the show notes. And I would love for you to share how people can get in touch with you to get some great healing work done and clear out these blockages, heal, move forward so they can have some greatness in their life. Yeah, um, you can contact me through, I was like, I wish I had little letters that went across the screen. <laughs> right. ding, 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 like an infomercial, modernmindalchemy.com. And, and yeah, just send me a message and I'll be accepting uh, new clients in June. But also I just want to say, I believe the end of June is going to be our first gathering, right? But that's also a nice opportunity. I think we're going to have 15 or 20 sisters is is what the space we're looking at for our first modern goddess event so but yeah you can reach out to me also i'm always on instagram and that's where i authentically i just feel like it's easy and great to message back and forth modern day magic woman yes yes 
go follow Marina and you'll be delighted because for those of you who are listening on one of the major platforms, she's a smoke show. She is so hot. (laughs) You will be delighted. You're so much fun. We have a great time together. And again, thank you for coming on the show and thank Thank you goddess. It's my pleasure. It's, it's an honor. So, and as far as the modern goddess, if you'd like to attend, if you'd like to be part of it, more information, follow us on Instagram, if you don't already, and we will be keeping you posted and we will let you know when everything is ready to go and you can hop in. And to everyone that is listening, thank you so much. I so appreciate you taking the time to tune into the game of love. Thank you so much. Now, Till next time, get out there and love each other.